Good morning. It's Iowima, and it is a very sunny Friday morning here. I hope it's. Uh, I hope you're having good weather wherever you are, and you have some sunshine. That always seems to help. I have. There's so much going on today. Um, I get my first vaccination today, and uh, that's. I think that's just kind of a good, uh, kind of a good sign for everyone, isn't it? And I had, I had a couple of really delightful uh, Valentine's Day gifts that came in the mail yesterday. One was from Tiff Ballard and her kids and her husband, and uh, more a really big bag of more filters for all the beautiful masks she's made for me. Thank you. And some chocolate, which is good for your health. And uh, it, it was just lovely. I love, she's such a creative, incredible woman with a great family. So it's so great to be connected with her. And she's done so much for the temple. And that, so that was one wonderful gift. And the other was, Look at this. Look at the mug. Can you see it? Can you see it really well? And the handle is the rest of the tail. And it just fits perfectly. It's just the nicest feeling. So my squirrel mug <laughs> is from my dear friends, Bruce and Cindy Lachman. Lachman, Lachman. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. And... Obviously, she's, <laughs> she's seen my kind of uh, uh, obsession with squirrels now that I have lots of time to enjoy them. But this is, this is wonderful. This is a treasure. So Cindy and Bruce are wonderful Dhamma friends and noble friends, and I know their son Josh Robson so well, and uh, they've always made me feel like part of their family. So... Me and my little squirrel, too. Thank you so much. So, um, those are just delightful things. I also have another event that I've, I've actually been invited to take part in, Bhante Sarnapala in Canada, uh, called me recently and asked if I would be interested, or he didn't call me, he messaged me and asked if I would be interested in being part of a sutta study group with other monks from Canada and the United States and Europe. And I said, yes, I'd, I'd love to do that. And that's that would just be fantastic. And he said it would be uh it would be available for people to watch. It would be a discussion group with monastics, but it would be open to other people. So I got the details on that. And the first one, and all of you are invited to watch on either YouTube Live or Facebook Live. It'll be on both. And it's a Zoom Sutra discussion, Words of the Buddha. And it's tomorrow, February the 13th, which is Saturday, and it's uh, Toronto time and Eastern time for the U.S. are the same. I'm pretty absolutely sure. But uh, 
Toronto, New York time is 6 p.m. to 7.30. So that means central time where we are here in Woodstock and Crystal Lake would be 5 to 6.30. So you might want to drop in. You might see some of Bhante Sujata's picture is in the, the poster they made up. So uh, he'll be there, and you might see some of the other other monks that you 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 know, and uh, I'll, I'll I will make sure I put the poster up on my Facebook page, and I'll be sure that the uh, Blue Lotus Temple puts it up, and it's should be very interesting because it will be it's all in English, of course, and it should be a great discussion. So, I'm looking forward to that. I hope it becomes a regular thing because for me it will be wonderful to hear different different positions or different uh, ways that different monastics work with the sutta. And you know, just to get their opinions and their understanding and how they use it. I'm excited. It's a very it's a very famous sutta, and it's one that seems to be very appropriate for the times we're in and for the holiday on Sunday. So I'll leave you guessing as to what it is. So hope you can join that. So uh, check out the posters. The, the They're really great posters, and there's a picture of me on it, too. So, and it's, it's kind of, I think it's a little bit of at least maybe four or five years old, and <laughs> I look younger. <laughs> okay, so those are two wonderful things that are going on. Well, one were the gifts that people have sent me for Valentine's Day, but just I wanted to say thank you to those people, and what a delight. I think um, I'll be smiling all day. And and I've already I already have coffee in my uh, mug from Bruce and Cindy, so it's a, it's very wonderful to hold. It's a very cozy yet big mug. Thank you too. Okay, we have been looking at. Don't look down on the defilements; they will laugh at you. And it's this little book. It's just full of wonderful things. And I said today, I read a lot yesterday. I did want to um, practice today. So there's a there's a great. I can't resist. It's such a good book. There is a great section in it called Food for Thought, and a lot of his books will have a section where they're just little short points. Well, this list is, he probably has about a hundred, let's see, how many points does he have? So I'm not going to read all of them. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's a lot of points. Yeah, he has about a hundred and some odd points just for food for thought. And then he has another list of good points for practicing. What is the right attitude for meditation? 
I think that I'd like to read just a few of these and let these be the things that can settle in and then we'll practice together for the last part of our time together. What is the right attitude for meditation? Meditation is acknowledging and observing whatever happens, whether pleasant or unpleasant, in a relaxed way. Doesn't that sound simple? I mean, it is. We make it hard. Meditation is watching and waiting patiently with awareness and understanding. Meditation is not trying to experience something you have heard or read about. Just pay attention to the present moment. Don't get lost in thoughts about the past. Don't get carried away by thoughts about the future. When meditating, both the mind and the body should be comfortable. If the mind and the body are getting tired, something is wrong with the way you are practicing, and it is time to check the way you are meditating. This is very important because... um, this being tired can be something that dogs people for a long time when you meditate. Uh, so this is very important to know from the, from the onset. If the mind and the body are getting tired, something is wrong with the way you are practicing, and it is time to check the way you are meditating. Number six, why do you focus so hard when you meditate? Do you want something? Do you want something to happen? Do you want something to stop happening? Check to see if one of these attitudes is present. Seven, the meditating mind should be relaxed and at peace. You cannot practice when the mind is tense. Don't focus too hard. Don't control. Neither force nor restrict yourself. Don't try to create something and don't reject what is happening. Just be aware. Trying to create something is greed. Rejecting what is happening is aversion. Not knowing if something is happening or has stopped happening is delusion. That's so important because those are the three poisons that we're always talking about at the center of our samsaric journey, greed, aversion, and delusion. So in our meditation, that's where we learn to see those. Trying uh, Trying to create something is greed. Rejecting what is happening is aversion. Not knowing if something is happening or has stopped happening is delusion. Only to to the extent that the observing mind has no greed, aversion, or anxiety are you truly meditating. Don't have any expectations. Don't want anything. Don't be anxious. Because if these attitudes are in your mind, it becomes difficult to meditate. You are not trying to make things turn out the way you want them to happen. You are trying to know what is happening as it is. What is the mind doing? 
thinking, being aware. Where is the mind's attention now? Inside, outside? Is the watching or observing mind properly aware or only superficially aware? Don't practice with a mind that wants something or wants something to happen. The result will only be that you tire yourself out. You have to accept and watch both good and bad experiences. You want only good experiences? You don't want even the tiniest unpleasant experience? Is this reasonable? Is this the way of the Dhamma? You have to double-check to see what attitude you are meditating with. A light and free mind enables you to meditate well. Do you have the right attitude? Don't feel disturbed by the thinking mind. You are not practicing to prevent thinking, but rather to recognize and acknowledge thinking whenever it arises. That's important. You are not practicing to prevent thinking, but rather to recognize it and acknowledge thinking whenever it arises. Don't reject any object that comes to your attention. Get to know the defilements that arise in relation to the object and keep examining the defilements. The object of attention is not really important. The observing mind that is working in the background to be aware is of the real importance. If the observing is done with the right attitude, any object is the right object. Only when there is faith or confidence, which in Pali is sada, only when there is faith or confidence, effort will arise. Only when there is effort, that's vidya, mindfulness will become continuous. Only when mindfulness, sati, is continuous, stability of mind will become established. Only when stability of mind, samadhi, is established, you will start understanding things as they are. When you start understanding things as they are, panya, that's faith, will grow stronger. So we need some confidence in, the, in what we're doing, some faith to allow effort to arise. Effort arises, then mindfulness can become continuous. When, that be, when mindfulness is continuous, like on and off the cushion, then stability of that mind will become clearly established in us. And when samadhi is established, we start understanding things as they are. When we understand things as they are, then that faith and confidence grows stronger. 23 little perfect thoughts on what is the right attitude for meditation. So why don't we sit 
I'll just have 10 minutes with you, but you can keep sitting long after I'm gone. But let your body get into that position where your your body knows that you want to be at ease, relaxed, and yet awake. We want to be attentive, but relaxed. So let your posture help you with that. Find a posture that's good for your body and whatever physical issues you deal with, that you're taking care of those as best you can. So if you need to be on the floor, maybe on your back with support for your neck and maybe your knees up in the air so you can help your back. If you're in bed, Even if you're sick, you can practice because you can find a position that helps you ease any chronic pain. This meditation can be a good way to work with with, uh, pain. So be relaxed, but be awake. And just observe the body breathing. We know our breath can be an object of our attention. But using our other senses, we know we may hear a sound, there may be something that we feel or smell. We may feel... uh, coolness of the air, or a breeze, or the warmth. All of those things can become an object for our practice. Just be aware, and be aware of what arises around them. If there's, if there are any defilements in what arises. But as soon as we become uh, distracted by that and we go off into other thoughts and go down those rabbit holes of other thoughts and other distractions, when we notice that, we come back to that breath. That's our anchor. You can count your breaths if it helps you remember where your attention is. When you forget to count, you know you've become totally distracted. So just come back. Start over again. Just count up to five. And then start over.
Your eyes can be open or closed. No expectations. Don't want anything. And when you see any wanting coming in, just be aware of it. And let that wanting become an object for a bit. Then let it go. Just give you this, give yourself the gift of these moments, these moments of being awake and quiet. Nothing to do except observe your breath.
Now keep sitting. If you have the time, just sit with yourself. Just be with yourself. No pressure, just be with yourself. That means be with your body, with your thoughts, with the whole package. Just being attentive to what's going on. May everything we do, may everything we say be of benefit to ourselves and also benefit to all other living beings. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow on the the, uh, sutta study with the other monks, but I'll see you Sunday for sure. Bye-bye.